The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard, hey. Darren. So I think you've got an absolute cracker today. Um, wow. Big one. So um, I'm just going to read the title of this, and I'm going to just read a little bit about this person's original okay. post, just so we can get some kind of meat to chew sure. on here. So the question is, is there really a conspiracy, or is it just human nature? Mm-hmm. So is our culture and Western society a massive conspiracy in every conceivable way to stop us from knowing how we should live our lives and finding a right relationship with ourselves, others in the world? I'm not going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories here, but when I think about it in an attached way, I just think that surely if those in power had a grain of wisdom about the interconnectedness of things and were really honest, they would suddenly start themselves awake into a disturbing realization about how insane our society is at the moment. It sure looks like a conspiracy. If you look at advertising and the mass media and ideology and politics and consumerism, the list goes on. So it's either that those in power and a lot of the population are just asleep or very stupid, unintentionally or so, or it would require the greatest self-deception to continue feeding and empowering the system, I think. I think that's kind of like a good setup. And then they go on to say, you know, so where does all this darkness come from? Surely if humanity had an ounce of self-awareness, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. Yes. A, 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 an enormous question. Yeah. And with containing a lot of truth. Mm. But I think there's a tendency, uh, possibly with this questioner and, and certainly with some people, mm. to overestimate the intelligence, the perception, by implication even the advancement of politicians. Yes. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. are virtual pawns themselves, mm. and I'm including in that some of the leaders. I mean, I mean, let's take one conspiracy that we absolutely know existed, and that was spoken about in, by, by Dr. King in the very early days, in the 50s, when he started the Ethereum Society. That's to do with UFOs, mm. flying saucers they were then. There was, we were definitely lied to about that, and I'm not, we're certainly not being told the whole truth now. We're being told more truth, but not mm. the whole truth. Mm. And even, But the point I'm making, we now know that even Winston Churchill, while he was prime minister, and we know this from government documents released under the Public Records Act, was lied to about flying saucers. They are not in full possession of the the facts. Even prime ministers. Even prime ministers, even presidents. Mm. Bill Clinton virtually, I think it was... I think it was, either, it was either Bill Clinton or Obama, but one of them, I think it was Clinton, came out in the last couple of years and said he tried to get to the bottom of the Roswell crash, and he never really got to the bottom of it. He tried to get people to tell him. Mm-hmm. And also, you, you know, we have to realise a lot of the people also in the corridors of power, quite a few of them, don't know either. Um, clearly, the, this plane is run by money, yeah. Money, did, not by politics, actually. Yeah. Through politics, but not by politics. Yes. Yeah. It's run by moneyed interests. And it's very hard to get to the bottom of ownership and who really is pulling the strings and how much the very, very wealthy people are also having to play a certain game to, with, the, with the system. Mm. 
And Dr. King once said to me, you know, he, he wanted one time to find out who really is pulling the strings on this realm. And he came to the conclusion in one way, it doesn't really matter. You never quite get to the bottom of it. I but see. one missing element, I think, in, in most of the conspiracy theories is that a lot of it comes from lower realms. Exactly. And, exactly. and that's yeah. the real root and the core of it and their controlling influence, which is quite easy to do. I mean, you can see people, I could name politicians, but I don't want to get political, who were perhaps a pretty run-of-the-mill, straightforward person who become prime minister of this country and turn into warmongers. Mm. They weren't really warmongers till they got there. They get turned by a combination of power, and they then are of interest, once they've got power, to the forces behind the scenes who can very easily turn them and change them because those people are not adepts. Mm -hmm. This is why I say don't overestimate our politicians. Yeah. If they were more advanced themselves as individuals, um, probably they wouldn't have gone into politics. They certainly wouldn't have got to the top of politics because you have to lie mm. to get to the top of politics. Mm. So, uh, again, I don't want to be dogmatic because there may be exceptions, but on the whole, um, you know, that a spiritual person wouldn't be inclined to go down that route mm -hmm. unless they had a particular mission to perform. Um, yeah, and there, have people who, but there are people who have gone into politics, for example for the abolition of slavery or right. for, you know, help with welfare or... But they, generally speaking, don't get to the top. They, 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 they campaign for a cause, right. which right, could right. be more long-lasting than the people who get to the top. So that, that's one thing I would definitely say. Don't overestimate the people who are running the world, even running companies. Don't overestimate them either. Mm. Um, and the, the other thing I'd say is that they do depend on the cooperation of humanity as a whole. You know, there is a tendency yes, yeah. by the ordinary man and woman to blame the politicians for everything. What are they actually doing themselves about it? Yeah. You know, they're not very active. They're just sitting back, they're living their life and expecting it to be done. And, you know, they could do more, far more, to bring change, and especially in a spiritual direction. You can bring change without even being an activist, in fact, you can bring more change without being an activist, by, I mean a political activist, right. through radiating spiritual energy. Mm. You could give up your political activism and, do that. and bring a greater change to the world by radiating spiritual energy. Yeah, there's some, some great things there, the themes I'd like to pick up on. One mm. is you're kind of balancing the... the you know, the answer between, yes, there is this aspect of this conspiracy, and I would, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the mm. lower realms, mm. but there's also some culpability of just our human nature mm -hmm. and, and the degree to which we're complicit in creating the world that we, that we live in here mm. uh, and, the, and the lack of accountability or responsibility that a lot of people take in actually um, playing a role in any of the change that they wish to sh see in the world. Yeah. Plus, you know, a lot of these things that go on are just, are just sort of taking advantage of their own weaknesses in our human nature. Yeah, because some yeah. of the things, and this question I mentioned some, are absolutely, you know, loved by people. Some yes. of the yeah. things they come up, and politicians know that, and yeah. most, a lot of them need votes, and yeah. so they'll do it. They play, they play to, to their gallery, yes. just as the media plays to that gallery. I, mean, I remember I had some absolutely clear-cut proof 
of the contacts of Dr. George King. It had to do with a particular atomic disaster in a place called Windscale, which is now called mm. Sellafield, mm. which was revealed, and then some corroborating evidence came out from the Public Records Act. And I took it along to a, what used to be called a Fleet Street newspaper, one of the main oh, yeah. national newspapers in Britain. doesn't exist anymore, actually, but it was a major paper in those days. And I do remember... They were, they were quite a, a nice bunch of people. I was in an editorial meeting. I said, look, I've got this absolute surefire evidence here. And this chap was kind of decent enough to say to me, look, Richard, what do you want from us? You know, we aren't here to tell the truth. We're here to tell the truth that people want to read in our paper. Huh. All right. And that was one so of the most honest, honest things, a journalist. <laughs> and so they didn't publish it. On that basis, our readers won't want to read this, which comes back to the people. Yes. The people the politicians are feeding, they actually like some of these lies and, and they actually feel comforted. They probably felt comforted that their government said, oh, no, don't worry, there's no UFOs there. There's no, mm. OK, fine, go about my ordinary life. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't think about that. And they play to that gallery yeah. and it works. Yeah, ultimately that's just, that's just profiting from what the people want, isn't it? So yeah. It'd be, it'd be up to us to... To, to, to say that that was unacceptable and demand yeah. something else. Yeah, but, I mean, truth has a great power. Mm. And, 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 you know, bravery is very important. The first freedom mm. in the nine freedoms is vital, really, in standing up against these elements of conspiracy. Mm. Some of them aren't very clever, even, as a matter of fact. They're quite easy to blow out of the water. And some are more, you know, sinister. Um, but, you know, with bravery and truth, truth is a very powerful weapon because even if it's rejected, that truth, in some strange way, it gains more power mm. through that rejection over time, yeah. not immediately, mm. as long as you stand by it. If you falter and you think, well, actually, I'm not getting anywhere speaking this truth, it isn't serving my purpose, um, you know, then it won't work. I, I actually was in touch with a man called Sir Peter Horsley. Oh, yeah. And I'm using UFOs because it's a field I know a lot about. Sure, sure, but there sure. are other conspiracies, of course, as mm -hmm. well as this. And he, was a, he actually was the equerry to the late Prince Philip, the wife of the husband of the Queen, of the, queen the last Queen. And he was investigating UFOs and he had what he believed to be an alien encounter. Uh, but he never revealed it till after he retired. So, you know, well done for revealing it for after you retired. But how, what a lack of bravery. In his case, you know, he got to the top. He, became, he was knighted. He, I think, was, um, uh, you know, an air marshal. Yeah. It wouldn't have suited his career to reveal it, so he didn't, mm -hmm. um, even though he believed it. I see. And he revealed it when he was, I think, retired in Bermuda or somewhere, or the Bahamas or somewhere, and, you know, then it suited him to do it. And, and that's what people do. They put, don't put truth first. Mm -hmm. And I'm not p picking on him because at least he did reveal it in the end. Yeah. Um, people, you know, that's one of the reasons the conspiracy works. Mm -hmm. And they'll give people all kinds of enticing comfort zones yeah. Yeah. to stop people having the bravery, the first freedom to pursue it. If you pursue it, though, it will stand. It must triumph eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we, we've got the, um, you can make a difference with spiritual energy, you can make a difference with truth, even just standing by it. Truth the, is a very mm. powerful weapon, and particularly mm. if we're talking about dark forces, mm. against the dark forces. As I mentioned again, even if it appears to fail, 
it will will it will win even if it's like crucified on the altar of conspiracy yeah it will triumph it will rise again there will be a resurrection of truth and it will gain greater power and it will prevail eventually. Yeah, inspiring that, isn't it, I think. For but if you falter, though, you don't stand by it. You let it go, well, that didn't work, I'm not getting mm. anywhere, which lots of people do. Or I've got to think about my family, my yeah, career, my sure. money, my whatever. Then it won't prevail. Yeah. So let's, let's come back. You were talking about dark force. You are talking about the low astral realms really as the source of this you know, yeah. the control that we see on the yeah. physical realm. Tell, tell us more about... Well, I mean, there are other realms, and this is one of the fascinating things about life, actually, on Earth. Uh, we are, we've talked quite a bit on the Spiritual Freedom Show about reincarnation mm. um, and, and life after death. But when you die, you go to another realm, and hopefully you'll go to a higher realm than this one, which isn't saying very much if you look around this realm. Yeah, um, I suppose. You know, and, and talking, by the way, about conspiracy, mm. I mean, propaganda about war tends to work. Yeah. I, I mean, I've noticed even in my lifetime in yeah. this life, you know, there have been wars that now we look back on, such as the Iraq war, and most people think it was a, the wrong war, but they didn't at the time. Mm. Now we're engaged in the Ukraine conflict. A lot of people are really in favor of this war, whether they will be in the future, I doubt. They might well look back on this and say, well, actually, you know, even people who believe in war, well, I'm, I'm not a great believer in war, but mm. those even who do might say, well, actually, what did it really, did it actually improve the life of Ukrainians yeah. or anybody else? Yeah. And that's what happens over time. But anyway, coming back to the other realms, we are limited. We are people in a physical body with an aura, that aura is um, tied, as it were, to us. When we become very advanced, when we eventually ascend, which is the sixth freedom, we won't any longer have an aura. We'll have an auric field, which we can change at will. This is also what happens on other planets. So it's a limited state we're in. When we die, we go to the realm which, you might say, vibrates to our aura. Mm -hmm. It's the energy level that we are on, mm. the thought pattern that we are on, that's where we go. And sadly, there are lower realms. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any realms lower than this one. But there are realms lower than this one, as well as a number of realms higher than this one. And sadly, too, some of the lower realms are pretty well populated. Mm. And there are forces there that are wish to control the, the world. You know, they're, they're, they're interested in power. Mm. And, you know, that's where the real conspiracy originates. Um, they might be, and I, I don't want to be dogmatic here, more interested in their own realm than anything else, but they are affected by what goes on here, and they're particularly affected by people passing over with certain thoughts. For example, they might want to enlarge an army. Because mm. one of the great points that Dr. King made, which I think is very unique, um, lots of people talk about other realms yeah. and etheric life and mm. so forth. But Dr. King was very explicit from the beginning that when you're on another realm, and I for one have been, knowingly been, to other realms, they're very physical. When you're there, yeah. they're not airy-fairy and you're in a yeah. nebulous state, rather like a ghost might be here. It's not like that. You know, there's a table. It's physical to you there. If there's an army with weapons, 
they're physical to you there. Mm. If there's a temple with a, a sacred artifact, it's physical to you there on a higher realm and so on. So these, the, these people exist. Now, they one thing they sometimes want is to recruit mm. people, and Dr. King has made this very clear, to supplement their armies. Um, and they will therefore sometimes initiate wars on this realm, knowing that if people die in, in certain conditions, certain warlike conditions, they will go to that realm and supplement their, their forces. Mm. Um, it's, it's a difficult thing. I mean, I would recommend anyone who's engaging in this kind of uh, investigation yeah. to use protective practices, by the way. Mm. And, and one of the great ones is the violet flame practice, mm. where you just visualize a violet flame coming up from the Mother Earth through and around you, and this will bring you a certain protection. Because this is a real thing. It's not something you want to play at. Right. You, you know, I'm not recommending anyone to try and go out there and take these forces on or anything like that at all. Mm. But we, I think it's pretty obvious, and it really is the explanation of what's going on here, that they do exist. Yeah, so it's like... Bottom line is there is a conspiracy. It's probably not a, a, what people think it is. It's, no. it's controlled f from the lowest astral. Yeah, and the people doing it might not even know. They're conscious of themselves being manipulated and such. Yeah, they, they might they might just just be almost um, pawns in the hands at that moment of a, of, a, of a force which wants them to start a war. Right. And gives them some power, more than they otherwise would have. Mm. And abilities, uh, maybe as a great orator, yeah. that they wouldn't otherwise have. Because they want a war now. Because um, probably they like that anyway. Mm. But also because they want to recruit, and this is a point, as I say, Dr. King has made, yeah. people who will then die. See, when you die... And the Tibetans understood this very well, and so did the ancient Egyptians. So you have, you have the Tibetan mm -hmm. Book of the Dead and the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And both of them show, especially the Tibetans, I would say, that the, what you're thinking at the moment of your death, at the time of your death, is very, very important. In the Egyptian Book of the Dead, they go to great lengths, actually, or they try and find ways to determine where you go, to sort of almost get around it in some of the exi oh, really? you know, existing records. Um, I'm not saying that would work, but <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. They were mm. very, very aware of it. Mm. Um, now, and they could be, by the way, as an aside, one of the reasons for mummification was that some people wanted to maintain a link, a preserved link with this level, so they'd still have some power here. I see. Yeah. Even after they pass over. Yeah, it yeah. could, could be a factor. I'm not mm. saying in most cases, mm. and they wouldn't perhaps even know that, but mm. it could be a factor. But the important point is, and let's talk about a good thing, a spiritual thing, the Tibetan approach, yeah. was to elevate your consciousness yeah. just prior to passing. We, we have a good friend, you and I, called Paul Duffy, oh, yeah. who was in the society. I'm going to name him because he's a great example, he's a great guy. He'd actually fought in wars, he, 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 but he became an extremely spiritual man, as you will remember. Now, he was in hospital. Some of us visited him. He didn't want any conversations, do you remember, unless they were on a spiritual subtopic. Mm. Um, and I think that was a very wise thing. And he was a salt-of-the-earth character. Totally. You know, he wasn't a sort of an intellectual. 
um, but he was a worker. Mm. But I think that was a very wise thing. It was a thing he asked for. And in my belief, he did go to a, mm. a good place mm. when he died. Mm. And it's known. And, and people prepared for dying. They prepared spiritually for dying. And, and a confession on your deathbed isn't enough. I'm mm. sorry to offend mm. anyone. Mm. They prepared their consciousness so that their consciousness would transfer that point to a higher realm. Of course, your karma is the big factor, right. but so is your consciousness. So if, they, if you're in a war, you might be a baker, you know, or a butcher, or you know, a railway inspector, or whatever, but somehow you're recruited into a war and you suddenly become a warlike person. You weren't really. Right. You become warlike, you go out, you start killing, and you're in a perhaps even entering levels of hate and mm -hmm. what have you, and anger, and then you die in the middle of that. That's where your consciousness is. They know that in the lower realms. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. It's, uh, it's really dark, isn't it? It's, I, it? I don't really want to dwell on it, yeah. but on the other hand, in the society, we do believe, and in, in the Spiritual Freedom Show, yeah. yeah, for talking the truth. Yeah. And bravery is necessary here, but yeah. so is, I want to repeat this, you know, sensible caution. Mm. And I'm not advocating anyone trying to combat these forces. I would say take a very protective approach. Yes, fight the evil. That's a big change, mm. actually. We should fight evil. In the old days, you were taught to just let it pass over you, just mm. detach from it, yeah. don't engage, yeah. don't go there, don't look into the lower realms. Mm. Dante was quite, in that one regard, I'm not saying he got it all right because he didn't, but he was quite a pioneer in even writing about what he called the hells at all. Uh, people um, in the East particularly don't, didn't want to touch on it. It's not a very nice subject. Mm. Keep your consciousness up. Don't think about it. Yeah. We have to face things as they are. Yeah. Uh, but your weapons in, in, in the fighting evil are truth, as we said earlier, and spiritual energy. The violet flame practice, I would say, is crucial. Mm. One other thing I'd like to get into here is that, so we've talked, you know, we've talked about, we've talked about sort of how they take advantage of human nature. What are some of the things that we can do about you know, our own human nature in order to help to evolve ourselves. I mean... Um, Listen to the Spiritual Freedom Show. <laughs> That's a good start. Yeah. Read the Nine Freedoms, seriously, mm. and, and, and take it on board. And remember, mm. when you listen or read uh, the Nine Freedoms or any other great spiritual yeah. work, actually, you're planting seeds in the mind belt, which will combat those seeds that you're planting in the mind belt you're not just studying for your own benefit. A lot of people think that's all you're doing. You're not. You are, and particularly if you believe it, mm. and particularly if you're having realizations as you study it, yeah. those are going into the mind belt. They are feeding the mind belt. They're combating the lower energies that are coming from other lower sources with light. Yeah. And there is a battle going on in the mind belt between these forces of light and the dark emanations. Well, just any final thoughts here about fear and doubt? The light will win in the end. Mm. But we have to make it win. Yeah. And I think that's where the, the, the fear and doubt comes in. Maybe there's a few, any comment you, could, you, could, you had on those just in closing. Fear and doubt? Yeah. Yeah, well, they are the prevalent weapons used by dark forces. Uh, fear is... That's why bravery is the first freedom. Mm. You know, people just don't want to touch it. It's not very nice. I'd rather not think about it. Um, and, you know, that's what, how people feel. It's perfectly understandable. But on the other hand, when you look at what's going on, it's obvious 
absolutely obvious there's dark forces at work. Mm. There are people who, you know, if you met them, they'd probably be very nice, charming, perhaps generous people who are extremely wealthy, while other people are dying of poverty, of starvation, of lack of medical aid. That wouldn't happen on a higher planet, even if they had a monetary system, which right. they don't. Right. Uh, it's an evil thing. I'm sorry, that is an evil thing, if, if that is happening, and it is happening. And you have war, and you have all the other things we know about. So there's obviously dark forces at work here, and they're, they're still at work, and they're getting away with it. So bravery to speak the truth, to investigate the truth, to accept the truth, take some bravery, mm. that will help. And with the doubt, again, don't let doubt, because doubt is an energy. It's not a logical thought. It's an energy as a thing, doubt. And, you know, it will come along to try and stop you finding truth, to try and stop you doing the right thing. Mm. Doubts will come into your mind. And there, there are many ways of tackling them, and they're, they're, they're listed in some of the ways, because they, they are aligned with each other, actually, fear mm, and doubt. They, mm, mm. I think there's one transmission by the Master of Theorists where he says they enter by the same door. Okay. I think that door could well be the solar plexus center, by I the see. way, but that's a technical point. Mm. But they enter to, to inhibit us, to stop the, 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 the rising of the energies within us. If we become enlightened, fear will go. Right. completely go mm -hmm. and so will doubt go out by the same door we can get rid of it but recognize it for what it is you know and there are various ways of doing that and one of it one way is to analyze it mm. often when you really look at this doubt it breaks down for example somebody says look i've watched these people on the spiritual freedom show they're coming up with a lot of stuff i it doesn't it doesn't sound right to me mm. that's doubt it may be true, may not sound right to you, but you don't know if it's true or not. whether it's true or not. So go to the next step and find out. You can find out, you can check it out, you can test it in your life mm. and see, doubt's gone. Mm. Yeah, I think like the message I take away there is basically serve others and become enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> what a great takeaway, yeah. yeah. And that will transmute the conspiracy eventually. Yeah. But people have got to take action and not just say it's all down to the politicians because it really isn't. Mm. They're not even running this realm. Mm. They think they are. Mm. They think, and occasionally they try, and I'm sure people have noticed this, to run world economy and fall flat on their face. We've had a few examples of that in the last 20 years. Mm. And suddenly we find out they have no control at all. And then they have to come up with these weird things, sort of creating printing money. And, because it's, none of it is really real. Uh, it, 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 no, ultimately real. Right. It's not totally deluded. It's based on something, but it's not the way things should be. Mm. And so it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a... They would call it mayor at one time in the old days, delusion. And there are delusions out there. In the end, the physical level should be a reflection, coming back to our ethers and our aura, mm. of the real life, which is in, in, in the etheric aspect of our being, in our aura, in our higher selves. This should be a reflection. So to that extent, it's real. But some of the things in the materialistic scheme that are used 
are not real. And you can tell politicians cannot sometimes control it. You know, banks go down, they, it's just all going to go wrong, and then they have to do quantitative easing, as they call yeah. it, which is just basically showing that this money thing isn't real at all. Mm. It's a nonsense, yeah. really. Yeah. And yeah. we suddenly find out this is all a, a delusion that has been fabricated. And who fabricated it? And if you, as coming mm. back to Dr King, question. he said in the end, it doesn't really matter, because even if you found... The individuals, they could change as well. Uh, but the, the root of it isn't even, I'm sorry to say, even on this realm. I think it's a, a really good insight to leave us with, and one that would give people a lot to think about. Maybe may, let me balance it, though, mm. before we finish, by saying this, because otherwise it's a bit bleak. We have tremendous help. We have fantastic help from higher forces as well, inspiring people, enabling people, lifting them up. Um, we have the ascended masters without whom we wouldn't even be here, working silently often, behind the scenes helping us. We have cosmic forces beaming down energies, particularly at certain times mm. of the year, helping us. We have a number, not a nearly big enough number, but a number of active spiritual workers in different ways, putting out light. So it's not all bleak at all. And in the end, the light will prevail. Thank you, Richard. Everybody's down here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, and your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.